everybody and welcome back to the big gingers outdoor podcast as always i'm your host trent and with me again your co-host 30 yard assassin aka johnny what's going on guys and today we're going to be talking about uh different people in your life that have made an impact on your outdoors education everybody along the way has had somebody who's helped guide them or shape them in some sort of way and, and given them an interest in the outdoors now thinking back who are some of the people that made an impact on your outdoor education johnny <clears throat> well i uh just recently like was able to get into hunting so uh I wasn't obviously any of our parents or anything, but my uh, my good pal Lambo, he, him, and I'd say our uh, grandfathers, both of them, but definitely mainly Lambo. He's the one who really like took me out a bunch and taught me how to skin and taught me how to track, how to like he t- he taught me a good good amount of skills for for hunting. What about you? Well, you know, I along the way. You know, growing up in in a household, you know, we were we were always out fishing um, whenever we were yeah. going out. And I definitely have to say, you know, our dad and both of our grandfathers, uh, I mean, they played a massive part in it. But there's a lot of people along the way who have definitely influenced me coming from, you know, friends, um, co-workers, um, more specifically, uh, my old boss, Brandon. He was a big impact on me um, after kind of getting out of the army and getting me out fishing a lot more. But, um, you know, I think I think everybody in our family, in a way, has had kind of an influence on, you know, the things that I like to do in the outdoors and in some way, shape or form. Lost hearing. But uh, yeah, that I, I, I mean, I can agree to an extent, you know, being around it and seeing everybody hunt really kind of. Oh hey, I I would like to hunt, you know. Really feeds the ideas in. But uh, what kind of what kind of things got you involved in the outdoors? Like what what really pulled you in towards it? You know, there's definitely a lot of things that have pulled me into it uh, throughout the course of my life. I think one of the biggest things, of course, was you know realizing kind of the peace and the silence and the beauty of all of it, and um, being wrapped up in that. But you know, more specifically along the same lines as family, um, you know, we'd make trips out to Minnesota as kids and you and I would spend hours and hours and hours out on our grandpa and grandma's dock and catch as many sunfish as we could handle. Didn't matter how hot it was, didn't matter what the weather was like, we'd always be out there first thing in the morning until sundown. Yeah. And, um, you know, our, our, our grandpa, he, um, he really got me into fly fishing. Uh, I remember learning how to tie flies growing up. I had taken a course at Sportsman's Warehouse um, after I'd kind of gotten into it. And I think we both took that together. I think we might have. I can't, I can't remember. I'm pretty 100%. sure we did because I, I definitely did the course with you. I think you got more into it though. Yeah, I, I, I think so. That was that was an obsession of my youth. It, when everybody else would be playing video games or staying up late messing around in their room i'd be getting yelled at for it being 11 o'clock at night having my little desk lamp on tying flies yeah i remember um, that oh yeah well and you know like i said our, our grandpa he really got me into fly fishing and 
one of the things that he used to do was have me stand at the edge of the driveway at their place up in Fort Collins. And he'd set a bucket out at the other end of the driveway and told me I wasn't going to go out fly fishing with him until I could consistently land the fly in the bucket from the end of the driveway. I, I very, very much so remember that very vividly. Yeah, that was that was a that was a lot of fun, and it really kind of honed it in for me. Um, and you know, there were you know a bunch of other moments too. Um, you know, hearing hunting stories coming from you know dad and grandpa, and um, you know every year, especially around Christmas time, a lot of our gifts would be either fishing gear or hunting clothes and things like that. So what, what, what kind of things really got you involved and, and re-involved into the outdoors? So before I answer that, I just, I think it's kind of, kind of interesting. And one thing to kind of note is even though we are brothers and we technically grew up together, we did not by any means do the same things like at all. I was oh, and more nor did involved. did we get in, along either. Yeah. We, we never got along. We we're always fighting you were more into the outdoor scene, kind of just doing your own thing. Honestly, I have no idea what you did. I like literally, I I have no clue what you did besides you know the major stuff that I was tracking. You were doing like you know fishing, hunting, that kind of stuff. Beyond that, like I was I was off doing my own thing. You were off doing your own thing. Like we only really connected the past year year and a half we only really connected so it's it's very interesting to see your take on these things and and like just your perspective and and all that stuff you know because just like i said we we were never close we i like i have no idea what you were into what you were getting into and all that stuff so but uh you know one thing a major thing that's really gotten me into the outdoors is uh, I've I've ran into a lot of issues, I, I guess you could say, and and going out into the wilderness has has been almost like a therapy for me, as well as like you know being in Germany, we're always out in the field and always out in nature and stuff like that, and I kind of like kind of sparked in my head, <clears throat> excuse me, it sparked in my head like I want to. I want to be out here not doing army stuff. I want to be out here just hunting, camping, fishing. Like just being out here is great and all with the army, but I want to be out here like doing my own thing, not having really any structure, just using my skills and and really putting them to the test and a lot of it has been a like it's been a challenge cuz one thing about me is I I'm I'm really big on things that I'm not good at. Like if I'm not good at something, holy cow, I'm, I just, I'll keep doing that one thing until I get good at it. Like it, it could be anything. And if I find that I'm not good at it, holy, I'm, I'm, I'm at it. I'm, I'm just going and going and going. And I, I found that like hunting and stuff like that, I'd never done it before. And I was like, well, I've never done this before. I'm not good at it, but I, I want to get into it. I want to get better. I want to, I want to get into it. And, you know, I started watching meat eater and, and all these hunting channels on YouTube and stuff like that. And that really inspired me because it kind of opened my eyes to a, a different aspect of what it is instead of like, Oh, I need to go out there and 
get some antlers on my on my wall or it, it kind of opened it up like maybe there's a little more to it and then it kind of changed my my mind like well maybe i kind of want to um maybe i want to fill my freezer you know so meat eater had a huge huge play on it and and just the people around me hunting and being successful with it and stuff I, i saw that and i was like wow that's that's amazing and then being able to connect with you and connect with a lot of the other family members that got into it was another big reason you know it's being able to connect with them and realizing that it's 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 an amazing way to bond you know and it's it's similar to being out in the field you know with the boys just out there doing whatever sucking you're doing it's hunting is is so similar and that bond is is something i know every single person who's gotten out of the military from a combat arms job is looking for that that camaraderie you know and i think you get the same thing from hunting so just just a whole lot of jumbled reasons to be honest and you know there's never a wrong reason to get involved in the outdoors I mean, oh yeah if you you're know, doing and, everything and the, right like well, there's there's nothing wrong with it you're you're helping actually Oh yeah. And, and, you know, one of the biggest impacts that this journey, your journey specifically has had is our relationship as, as siblings and as friends has really increased. Um, you know, we've had a lot more of a relationship now in the past, you know, two years or so that you've been, uh, going down this road and kind of going back and forth and asking each other for advice and, um, you know, bragging a little bit and competing than, than we ever had growing up and i know that was there's no competition i'll always be better (laughs) (laughs) well and you know and a lot of people in our lives were really concerned that you and i wouldn't have the kind of relationship that we are developing now and i i think that that in itself is another good reason why you and i are both involved in the outdoors and even involved in this podcast now the way that we are Um, the camaraderie and it it all starts with that you know, little little bit of love for the outdoors. Just getting out there. I mean, even we, me and you, just went fishing. What last Father's Day? Like, you know what I oh, mean? Easter. We had gone yeah, out yeah, on Easter. Easter as well. Like, even not even just hunting. You know, I mean, all sorts of outdoors stuff. I mean, like I said, me and you just went out fishing and just just getting outside together. You know, I, I'd love to get you into rock climbing. I mean, I'm no expert or anything, but that's that's something even a different beast in itself you know just oh, that was one of my favorite things in the army was doing the rock climbing and the rappelling and everything else like that so i think there's definitely new avenues that you and i can both approach together and and get other people involved with which yeah, is absolutely e- extremely awesome well uh growing up you know was was there kind of a moment that you can pinpoint or a couple of moments that you can pinpoint that solidified your love for the outdoors or even now as an adult? Well, I'm going to go ahead and answer your question in the opposite way that you're expecting. I, I Graham, Our grandfather took me out for my very first time hunting. We went and hunted coyotes. And, you know, I'm not insulting his intelligence or anything like that. But we went out kind of later morning around 10, 11 o'clock. And we sat on this dirt hill for like four or five hours didn't see anything but cows and we drove back 
and that that kind of was like i was like wow is this like is this really hunting because hunting's kind of boring if that's what this is and we ended up seeing more dead coyotes on the side of the road than we even saw anything out there so that was one thing that was like well maybe i'm not that into hunting but then you know i think we never really stopped growing as people in in general you know a few about a year and a half ago i really just i saw you getting after it and i i seen all all your little pictures of you getting out and seeing these beautiful sceneries and stuff and i you know i i'm i'm gonna go ahead and say that these last three four years of my life i've think i've grown the most out of any time period in my whole life so i i, I mean i think that counts you know just seeing you get out and get after it seeing a couple of my friends getting out and getting after it was really was like well that's that's kind of what i want to do i mean even if i'm not seeing anything i'm seeing just all of this beautiful creation and stuff so the, the i'd say the these past couple of years are, are really really it what about you you know i can pinpoint a few moments in my childhood at least where you know it it really solidified that 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 love for me and you know to preface this growing up i was bullied a lot um you know a lot of a lot of our family members had thought that i wouldn't make it past middle school and one of the biggest things for me was getting involved in the outdoors and having that peace and quiet and that way to do my own thing while being connected to something bigger than me and around that time i learned you know not everybody has to like me i really don't care if they do and i'm just gonna be my own person i'm gonna do my own thing and um you know thing things will come my way and um you know once i kind of learned that moment i got a lot more involved in the outdoors um i can remember like i said um going out and sitting in my grandpa's driveway trying to cast a fly into a bucket not knowing what the hell i was doing yeah and um you know that leading to my first real fly fishing trip up at trap lake and i remember i was so excited for it because i had stayed the night at their house and i sat at their kitchen table i brought all my fly tying stuff with me and i had made a fly out of the old school Walmart bags where they used to have the the yellow logo on them and I had and I had made a couple of butterflies um, that I just kind of tied up and didn't really think about but you know it didn't really matter to me I've never really tied off the patterns it's something that I don't like to do I like to kind of go out and see what I can create myself and I remember casting into probably 40 mile an hour winds coming right at us and still absolutely annihilating trout all day long. And uh, that was actually my first encounter with a moose too. Um, we had seen a moose and uh, her baby and they were crossing the uh, crossing the lake up there. They were just kind of swimming through, keeping an eye on us and going out to this little island that was out there. You know, I think I was there with you. I, I'm, I really think I was there with you because I remember seeing the the moose just walk across the lake 
I really no, and there's a really there. good chance that you were. Um, and I know we had definitely gone up there a couple of times and didn't have as much success after that. But Oh, yeah. I um, mean, I was way younger and I was just mad that I wasn't catching anything two seconds after casting. So I was just pouting well, the whole time. And you weren't fly fishing either. And <laughs> no. that was one of the biggest things, you know. I um, I remember growing up and once we kind of got to the age where we could you know shoot bows and learn how to do that i remember getting a red just basic bear compound bow and you can ask any of our parents there was one night where they walked in and i was sleeping on the floor in my room for some reason and i was talking in my sleep and i very distinctly and this story has been told many times in my sleep, I was saying, it's red. And then I'd, you know, stop for a minute. And then Same. it's plastic. And then, you know, a couple seconds later, I was like, it shoots. And it, um, I'm sure you could probably pinpoint that at the moment that I got bit by the archery bug. Um, and, you know, there, there was a lot of things that you and I did growing up that I think made more of an impact on me than you like. Uh, going to that 3D shoot in the dead of winter with you yep. know dad and grandpa that was and cold. how miserable that was and i remember uh you were real upset and i didn't make it any better because i slapped you in the face with a tree branch when you were already wind burnt <laughs> yeah you know i think a big problem was i was just too young i think i was just too young when they're trying to introduce me with all this stuff you know i mean i don't think there's a too young age but i think there's a lot more factors than just being too young but i like uh, i don't know I, I think a big majority of it was i was just just too young you know well i think one of the biggest factors and you know i i love our dad and i love you know our grandparents and everything but i feel like i got a lot more attention when it came to our outdoors education and yeah i, I mean, think 100%. that in itself kind of pushed you away from it in a way because if you weren't getting the attention on it then you were going to spend your time doing other things, hanging out with your friends, you know, riding bikes and stuff. And I, I think that was really a big part of it, um, at least at least on your side. But, you know, what? how do you kind of feel about that? Yeah, I mean, it, I, it would make sense. I mean, so much has happened since we were kids. So, I mean, I don't I don't even really think about it. But I mean, it would it would make sense. You know, I remember just I always going out there and, you know, they, we'd all be out together and you'd be you'd be shooting and stuff and i'd be attempting to shoot but nobody's like helping me nobody's showing me what to do what i'm doing wrong they're just like hey stop playing with your arrows stop stop messing around like okay but i'm bored i don't know what i'm doing you guys aren't helping me you know it's just i think it's just how my brain's wired you know it I've, I've learned to discover that the way and obviously i mean it's it's pretty obvious, but the way my brain works and your brain works are two different things. And I think you were pretty easy to teach that stuff to versus me. I, I need to know why I'm doing something like not necessarily why I'm doing it, but I need to know, okay, but why do I need to, why do I need to kind of flex my arm in a certain way? So the string doesn't hit it, but okay. But why is the string going to hit it? You know what I mean? I just need to understand it. And they, I'm sure they didn't even know how to explain it in depth like that. So it makes sense. But I mean, now that I'm older, I, I can learn and stuff on my own and I know how to learn. So, you know, 
Oh yeah, I I agree with you on that one. And I think one of the biggest things is over the years, especially in the past couple of years, you've really found uh, your groove with patience. Um, <laughs> you've, you've been able to wait a little bit more. Uh, you've been able to calculate things more and you've been able to kind of figure things out on your own because you've, you've learned that it's not going to come overnight. Don't even get me started with patience. Holy cow. <laughs> My whole life, man, my whole life, I've, I've just been such a go, go, go person. And the, just my whole life, every single lesson in life that I think I've, I've had to learn and continue to learn is patience, patience, patience. And, you know, as we get older, these things get better. But holy cow, I, I, I can already tell you mom's listening right now and going, oh, I, I told you. I told you it's the patience and it's it's true. I think it's something everybody can work on. But me, especially, patience has been the lesson that I've been just stuck with my whole life. So, that, that's you know, it doesn't come easy. Out. <laughs> well, and, and you've gotten a hell of a lot better with it. And, you know, I, I look back at when we were growing up and I'm sure these words echo in your head just the same as they do me. But Grandma Simcoe and Grandpa Simcoe sitting there, mellow out, Trenty. Mellow out, Johnny. Her dad. And us never understanding why. Yep. You live too fast and you miss all of your life. Oh, 110%. Everybody just kind of needs to slow down a little bit and look at what's around them and reflect on on what it all means. Even if you're not religious or anything, there's definitely... Let me preface this by saying there's a difference between being religious and there's a difference between being spiritual. Yeah, that's that's true. Even if you're not religious in any sort of way, you still have to stop and kind of appreciate the spirituality of the surroundings that you're in, especially in nature, something that's, you know, untarnished by man. Um, even And even in the areas that are surrounded by the hustle and bustle, you know, for instance, the Simpson Ponds, you know, we, we always went there as a kid and, you know, right off of two majorly busy streets. And once you get out there, it's quiet, it's secluded, and you would never know that, you know, you're a mile and a half e- either way outside of a major road. Yeah. I mean, a major city, but. Well, dead center of a major city, but, yeah. you know, major roads on all sides. So, um. You know, and and kind of moving forward, what ways have you been an outdoor mentor to others? Um, Just kind of along your journey. I know you don't necessarily have, you know, the the, the years of experience that I do. And I know you're still trying to learn yourself. But what what kind of ways have you been involved in other people's outdoor education? Well, I always any information I get, I, I always try and pass it along, you know, besides good spots, you, you never give away your spot, but I, any good information I get, I'll always pass it along. And I, I seriously, I'm probably the most annoying guy to talk to because the second you say you're interested in outdoors, I say, Oh, do you hunt? And if they say no, well, Hey, what's super easy to get your hunter safety. You just got to do this course. I'll direct them to the course. I'll send them the website and everything. And, and I, I tell them, if you ever want to get into hunting, I will take you, I will teach you. 
And I've already taken several of my friends who've never been hunting before. I've, I've taken them out hunting and kind of showed them the ropes. I mean, we haven't been successful yet, but the, the, it doesn't matter if you're successful or not. The, the fact of the matter is, is I'm out here taking people out to hunt, showing them how to hunt, giving them information, camouflage, what type of ammo to use, what type of guns, etc., etc etc i'm you know i just i i love sharing that information that i was never given because i know that in my position when i was like learning and stuff if i wouldn't have had lambo or grandpa or anybody to to show me or teach me anything i i wouldn't be hunting right now i i mean maybe not i, I probably still would be but i would be having a heck of a time right now let me tell you and so I, I, I just take it upon myself to, to help alleviate that for some other people, you know, anybody who will listen, to be honest. Oh, yeah. And that's that's a great way to go about it. And and, and let me put a little clarification in there, too, is, you know, there there were opportunities, you know, growing up for you to, you know, go out hunting. But one of the biggest problems was as a child you weren't really interested in bow hunting and that was kind of the phase that our dad was going through at the time um and so i think you know maybe maybe on both sides if there would have been some good flexibility i think you could have been down a good path with the outdoors too but like we've talked about there's never a bad time to get involved with the outdoors yeah i mean all i can say is you you know you're in a you're in a good sport a good field when when somebody hits you with instead of uh, oh you should have been doing it for a long time when they hit you with a well better late than never glad you're here and that's that's the hunting community so I, as long as you're doing everything right if you're out there being a scum well you, your your treatment may be a little different oh yeah you know and th- there's a lot of ways that I've been able to be an outdoor mentor to others too um, I've said it in the first episode where. I have a tradition where I, I like to take new people out fishing because that's one of the easier ways to get people involved. Yeah. And um, I go through and the night before I'll go out and I'll buy a little tackle box and I'll get them all kitted out, you know, buy them the, the hooks and the sinkers and the bobbers and, and some basic lures and stuff. And, um, you know, we'll we'll go out and I'll, I'll give it to them. And that's always a big smile on their face. But, um, you know, showing people hey, this is what it's all about. It's not just about catching fish, but of course it always helps if you can get somebody in. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but that, that that's one of the ways that, you know, I'm, I'm trying to kind of help and, and give back and, and, and get people more involved. Um, you know, an, an, another big way that, you know, you, you didn't mention um, was with our kids growing up. You know, I know, I know your son is still pretty little but i know you're already preparing and <laughs> yep. uh, and getting things ready for it like i i know you went out and you got that revolver and our grandpa's already bought a 22 for him and you know all of my kids have 22s they all have camo and everything and the girls are just now old enough to where i can actually take them out shooting and not necessarily be worried about getting shot yep introduce um, them young but in the correct way with with knowledge on how to teach Oh yeah, you got to teach them all the rules. You have to do it properly and you have to do it not while you're just out there, but you have to continue that outdoor education outside of nature. Uh, yeah, you got to you know, surround them in it. 
like I'll be cleaning my guns at home and the girls at this point in their life they're like I know not to touch that because that could kill somebody and I say, yeah. and I always tell them I'm like yes it could kill somebody but if you treat it properly and you treat it with respect and you follow these rules you know don't point it at something that you don't intend to kill or destroy every weapon is loaded even if you've already checked it keep your finger off the trigger and make sure you know what's in front of your target and what's beyond it and they they've they've got those rules down and i mean they're they're still relatively young um i mean you and i we've we both grew up shooting from the youngest age we possibly could i mean yeah. i think you and i were both shooting by the time we were three or four years old yeah easily and and that's that's one of the ways that a lot of people don't realize that they influence others um in in being an outdoor mentor um you know teaching people little things here or there and especially with my job you know I, I i work at a sporting goods store right now while i'm going to school and i have people coming in all the time who ask you know i i'm, I'm new to fishing or i'm new to hunting what kind of things do i need what kind of information do i need and you know it, it's it's one of the best parts of my job because i hate working retail um but i love getting to set people down the right path and answer questions for them and um you know get them going in the right direction because a lot of the people i deal with they're they're not younger people they're not kids you know don't get me wrong i have kids coming up to my counter all the time asking me you know what kind of stuff do i need to go fishing but i get a lot of adults who said you know i did this a lot when i was a kid and i fell out of it and you know recently uh, somebody in my family passed away and I really want to honor them by getting out and doing, you know, some of their favorite activities or, you know, I had a grandfather who fished all the time and he left me all of his gear and I really want to get out and um, get involved with that more. And it's, it's really a good feeling knowing that you're setting people up for success. And, you know, I, I of course, I've got my secret spots here and there, but I really, when I can't be the one to take people out fishing, I want to make sure that they can get on to fish and they can have an enjoyable time and be surrounded in you know, nature and just have a good time overall, you know? Yeah, I, I totally feel that. My, my next question was going to be, how do you become a mentor? But I think you kind of answered it right there. I, I really think you, you went into it and and hit it right on the head well you know and that's that's just one of many ways that you can do it but um you know just taking somebody out with you and you know oh hey i'm gonna go out fishing and, and hitting up a friend that you haven't seen for a while you know especially in the military community if you've got people that you served with close to you and you know you're going to be doing something in the outdoors invite them with you know it's a buddy check in a way no, because unfortunately with with veterans and the status that we have in society now where it's you know 22 suicides a day you never know if that phone call or that you know invitation to go out and hang out with you is going to be the difference between a funeral or a, a long-lasting friendship um just reach out to people and you know let them know what you're doing and ask them if they want to go um Another big way that, you know, outside of the scope of what I've done is Colorado Parks and Wildlife actually has a take a friend fishing and a take a friend hunting initiative that they just put in place here about a year or two ago. And what that is, is in, let's see, it's April 1st, 
So starting in April 1st, the Take a Friend Fishing Contest opens up. And what you do is you just take a picture of you taking your buddy out fishing and you submit a story about it. And you get entered into a drawing to win a bunch of awesome gear and experiences. And same thing with the Take a Friend Hunting Contest. It's the same parameters. You take a photograph and, and you, you, know, you write a little story about it. And that opens up August 1st. It's the same thing. You know, you can win some great prizes. You can win, um, you know, different experiences, trips, stuff like that. Um, and that's another way to do it that just incentivizes it a little bit more. Because, you know, we, we always need more hunters and we need more fishermen. And we need people who are doing these things the right way. As opposed to going out there, you know, leaving trash around, disrespecting the wildlife. Um, you know, You know, what do you think? What are some ways that, you know, you could be an outdoor mentor to people or that you suggest to our listeners um, and, and how they could get involved? Uh, you know, that's I'm, I, I kind of have the same opinion as you. You know, if you're if you're listening in and you're you're someone who's experienced, take some people out, take your family members out, take your children, take your friends like don't don't be afraid to get other people into the sport because yeah i know everybody's thinking oh it's going to be more crowded or but that's that's really not the case you know more responsible people out there the the better it's going to be you know i i i know when i go out i'm i see trash i pick it up you know i'm not out there just just breaking branches and kicking stumps and stuff you know i'm out there just being real respectful keeping my trace real real low Cause you know, I'm out there and, and the animal's home too. And just, just given that general information you have to other people when you get it, you know, it's, it's kind of, kind of a grim reason. Um, but I, I am actually writing a book for my son and in that it has all of my hunting experience, information, gear, all that. It has everything in there in in this book and obviously it's not finished because life is a continuous experience so i add experiences in there and stuff like that once i get them and i you know just just doing something like that for for people i mean you, you don't have to go that far and write a book but you know write write on a forum join a facebook group do something and uh and take a friend hunting that's it's a it's a great opportunity i actually have the website pulled up right now that's going to be a cpw.state.co.us slash things to do slash pages slash take dash a dash friend dash hunting dot aspx if you need to hear that again rewind because i'm not going to say it again that was long but it's a bit of mouthful it that yeah that it was a tongue twister for sure um there are some eligibility um requirements to enter but like like trent was just saying that there's some real nice prizes and beyond that like even if like even if you just do it for the prize like you're still taking someone out who's going to remember this experience who's going to have experience and they can pass it on to it whatever you do with other people and with this experience it does not just end with you it goes and it keeps on going the gift that keeps on giving i've heard 
people say. <laughs> well, and you know, it kind of goes along with the whole general concept of being a hunter and that's doing good things for those around you and for in the environment for a selfish reason. You know, you want to keep this alive. You want to keep your favorite species out there and yeah, you want to hunt them and yeah, you want to, you know, maybe get that reward fill or fill the freezer. You know, yeah. Fill that freezer. But you're also doing it for a good reason. Um, yeah. and, and that's the same exact thing with fishing, too. I mean, conservation. The amount of conservation. Yes. Conservation is the key. Um, and so, you know, kind of rounding out this whole episode and just kind of providing some things to think about. I wanted to read a quote like I always do at the end of each episode. And this one's going to be a little bit different as it's not from a famous conservationist or anything like that, but from a good man nonetheless. What I think the mentor gets is the great satisfaction of helping somebody along, helping somebody take advantage of an opportunity that maybe he or she did not have. Clint Eastwood. Hmm. So wrapping this episode up, you know, what are, what are some final thoughts that you may have there, Johnny? You know, I, I I might say it every single episode. If if you're if you're confused, talk to someone because ninety nine percent of us will help you. But just get after it. Get out there. Go fishing, hiking, mountain biking, hunting, like anything. Rock climbing. Get just get outside. Enjoy enjoy life. And you know, you might be surprised that the more and more you get out, the the better you'll feel. The happier you'll be. I, it's it's truly a cheat code in life you know and not not everything needs to be solved with with substances and and medications you know not not saying that you know doing that stuff is is necessarily wrong or right but i'm saying the one f- like fail proof true way that works 100 percent of the time is getting outdoors and it's pretty much free. Some parks, you know, have admitted fees and stuff, but for the most part, just going outside, going out in the woods, doing anything outdoor related is generally free. And, you know, all I can think of right now is Shia LaBeouf screaming, just do it. <laughs> it just and do it, it. You know, over and over and over again, and we're going to beat this horse well past its dead, but just get out there and do it get I don't after care. It. it that means taking a walk down a trail for a little bit taking your dogs out finding a secluded spot somewhere in a in a stand of trees and just sitting there and reading or reflecting just get out and do it enjoy the outside i think that was a great way to end this episode thank you all for bearing with us again for another episode you know not necessarily some of the funny content that it, it has been in the past, but there's a lot of really good things to talk about when it comes to the outdoors. And it's not all just, you know, failures or successes. There's, there's a lot of good philosophy involved with it. And like I said, I want to thank you all for staying with us for this. Thank you all for the continued support. Um, something I haven't said in the last few episodes is if you guys could please download the episodes, if you're listening to it, that helps out with our algorithms quite a bit and helps our podcast get a little bit more exposure so we can bring the joy of the outdoors to an entirely new audience um make sure to subscribe click on notifications that way anytime we do put out a new episode uh you get notified of it 
Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Outdoors Ginger, on Facebook and Instagram at Big Ginger Outdoors. Also, make sure to check out our Redbubble site. Uh, get some good merch, rock a little bit of the Big Ginger on you, and uh, maybe something with 30 Art Assassin on it. And of course, as always, we'll see y'all next time on that old login phone.